0: Welcome, welcome to worship with Seattle Mennonite Church, this second Sunday of Advent. Just want to name uh, with intention that whatever these months of pandemic and isolation bring, we trust that the spirit is working, uh, still weaving us together as a community. And we want to claim this time, not necessarily just as something to endure this time of physical distance, but as an experience that we are sharing together. This week is our second uh, second in a our four week Advent series, in which we're exploring the dark. We're going walking in the dark. And of all of the weeks, uh, when we looked at the biblical texts, this one might have been might have been the biggest stretch since the connection in this text that we saw is not explicitly to darkness necessarily, but to dreams and to visions. There's a text from Joel that we'll hear later that we often. Uh, Here around Pentecost it's quoted in the book of Acts about God's spirit pouring out onto all humankind God's spirit pouring out so that all people of all ages of all genders will dream dreams and uh, will see visions and so when I pair this idea with the idea of beauty rising out of darkness the thing that comes to my mind is that time when you're sort of half asleep or almost asleep uh, when your mind starts to wander and unravel, and those are the moments that can be the most creative and inspired. And I wonder how can God use our sleep, our dreams to awake new ideas and to put pieces together in new ways? How can this Advent, this particular Advent in 2020, be a time of bigger dreams and more bold visions? We worship this morning and at all times on the land of First Peoples. Here in the Seattle area, we are on the unceded lands of the Duwamish people, of people who have been here before, since before state, before this country, people who are alive and still uh, very active and uh, doing wonderful things in this city and their base is at the, the Longhouse, the Duwamish Longhouse. They are still dreaming speaking of dreams still dreaming and envisioning a time where where they as a tribe a tribal nation can receive justice they're over four over 150 years ago at the treaty of point elliott that is a treaty that has still not been honored by our government so some of the, some of us in this congregation acknowledge the first peoples of seattle by paying real rent and megan's putting a uh link a link to that in the chat so if you want to find out more information about how to pay real rent you can you can go there our gathering song this morning is going to be come walk with us megan's going to post the music and uh, share this week's share a sound of i don't have the words for some reason this morning of michael and lisa singing let's sing together
1: walk with us walk with us the journey is come walk with us walk with us the journey is come walk with us walk with us the journey is come walk with us walk with us the journey is the journey is the journey the journey the journey is the journey is the journey the journey the journey is the journey is the journey the journey the journey is the journey the journey, the journey, the journey is long. Share our burden and join in the song. 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 Join in the journey, the journey. Join in the sun journey, the journey, the journey is long. Join in the sun journey, the journey, the journey is long. Join in the sun journey, the journey. journey the journey is long. Come up, us, up, us, up Come up lift us and bring us in love. Come up lift us and bring us in love. Come up, life. Up, lift up. up lift us and bring us in. Come up lift, up, lift us and bring us in life. Bring us new love journey. The journey, the journey is long. Bring back. us new love journey, the journey, the journey. Give us peace when the journey is done. Give us, peace when the journey is done. Give us, peace when the journey is done. Give us, peace when the journey is done. When the journey is done. The journey, the journey, the journey. When the journey is done. The journey, the journey, the journey. When the journey is done. The journey, the journey, the journey. When the journey is the journey is long walk with us walk with walk us the journey is long walk with us walk, walk,
2: walk. Walk, walk with us, pom- walk us. Pom- the journey, the journey us. is long walk with us walk with us the
1: journey is long. walk with us walk with us the journey is long journey is the journey the journey the journey is long journey is the journey the journey the journey is long journey is the journey the journey the journey is long the journey, the journey,
0: the journey is love. For our call to worship this morning, I invite you to respond with the congregation part. Megan will lead us in that part, and she's posting the words for that in the chat. <clears throat> Come, all who dwell in darkness, and find a place of comfort here.
3: We come seeking that we might find.
0: Come those who long to hear and those who yearn for a quiet place. We come with open ears, restless spirits. Come in the unexpected hour with an unexpected people. We come with renewed awareness. Come whether or not to give whether or not to give whether or not to receive, but if only to pause, to breathe.
3: May our movement of breath be sacred, the sound of our silence, holy.
0: Amen. As we light our second Advent candle this week, we acknowledge that we both witness to and participate in God's vision for a just peace for all of creation. Advent is a season of watching and waiting and for the, co- for the coming of the incarnate one, for Emmanuel who is God with us, the one who came both proclaiming and inaugurating God's reign of justice and of peace for all peoples. If you too have Advent candles in your home, if you have a wreath or if you have your own candle, I welcome this time of candle lighting to not only be for the candles in my office and behind Pastor Megan, I can see some of you are lighting your own candles. You're always welcome to do that as we light our peace candles or this, at this time as we light our Advent candles. Together we pray, we long for a just peace. We pray for a just peace and we choose to live for a just peace. Peace be with you. And also with you. For our children's time during Advent, uh, during Advent, the children's time, I'm reading books that are, uh, I'm choosing books that celebrate things that happen in the dark or that talk about something that is beautiful about darkness. Last week, I talked about waiting and we waited with elephant and with piggy and discovered the beautiful night sky after a long time of waiting. Because Advent is a time of waiting. It's a time of waiting for Christmas. This week, I'm going to read this book called Sulwe. And the author is Lupita Nyong'o. And there you can see her picture. There she is on the back she's many people know her uh, because she's an actor and she's been in lots of movies that we've heard of including we're talking about star trek before or star star wars before she's in one of the newer star wars movies maybe a couple of them so this book is called Sulwe. Sulwe is the name of the girl of the character of a character in this book Sulwe was born the color of midnight. She looked nothing like her family, not even a little, not even at all. Mama was the color of dawn, there's mama. Papa was the color of dusk and Mitch, her sister was the color of high noon. Hardly anyone at school looked like Sulwe either. People gave her sister Mitch pet names like Sunshine and Ray and Beauty. People gave Sulwe names like Blackie and Darkie and Night. Sulwe felt hurt every time. So she hid away while her sister made lots of friends. There she is hiding. Sulwe dreamed of being the same color as her sister. She wanted real friends too. can see her dreams she's imagining so she got the biggest eraser she could find and tried to rub off a layer or two of her darkness that hurt she crept into mama's room and helped herself to her makeup oh no she would hear about this from mama so Lei decided to work from the inside out and ate only the lightest and brightest foods but all of these white things that she's eating. With a stomachache, she went to bed early and turned to God for a miracle. Dear Lord, why do I look like midnight when my mother looks like dawn? Please make me as fair as the parents I'm from. I want to be beautiful, not just to pretend. I want to have daylight. I want to have friends. If you hear me, Lord, and would like to comply, may I wake up as bright as the sun in the sky. When Mama came in to wake her up for school the next morning, Sulwe rose to find not a trace of daylight in her midnight skin. Sulwe told Mama everything. Mama asked, what is your name? Sulwe, she muttered. And what does it mean? Star. Sulwe whispered. Brightness is not your skin, my love. Brightness is just who you are. As for beauty, Mama said, rubbing Sulwe's stomach the way she always did to comfort her. You are beautiful. Sulwe sighed. Well, you are beautiful to me, but you can't rely on what you look like to make you feel beautiful, my sweet. Real beauty comes from your mind and your heart. It begins with how you see yourself, not with how others see you. Now, up you get, and out you go. That night, a shooting star appeared at Sulwe's window. The night sent me, the star said, come with me. Sulwe hopped onto the star and off they went. Long ago at the beginning of time, said the star, there was night and day and they were sisters. They loved each other very much, but people didn't treat the sisters the same. People gave day pet names like lovely, nice, pretty. People gave, gave night names like scary and bad and ugly. She felt hurt every time. Well, night got fed up and walked right off the earth. Day stayed behind and enjoyed making everybody happy in the sun. But then the day grew too long. Day began to really miss her sister. So did everyone else. There had to be a way to get her back. Day set off to find night. And she did. I miss you, said Day. I miss you too, said Night, but you don't know what it is like to be treated badly for being dark. You're right, I don't, Day replied. But what I do know is that we need you just the way you are. Come, come and see. Night returned and the people rejoiced. We need the dark night to get the deepest rest. We need you so that we can grow and dream and keep our secrets to ourselves. The stars chimed in. Brightness isn't just for daylight. Light comes in all colors and some light can only be seen in the dark. While day had a golden glow, with night everything had a silver sheen, elegant and fine. Day told her sister, when you are darkest is when you are most beautiful. It's when you are the most you. Could it be that night did not need to change? Not even a little, not even at all? Now day and night were back together. A little bit of night returned to day in the form of shadows and a little bit of day returned to night in the form of moonlight. They were inseparable from that moment on and promised to celebrate the brightness in each other, whether people choose to see it or not. You see, the star explained, we need them both on their sunniest day and on their darkest night and every shade in between. Together, they make the world we know, light and dark, strong and beautiful. Silway rose the next morning, beaming. There would be no hiding anymore. She belonged out in the world, dark and beautiful, bright and strong. And if she ever needed a reminder of her brightness, she could look up at the sky on the darkest night to see for herself. Sulwe felt beautiful inside and out. Thank you for listening to me, that story about Sulwe with me. Our next song is again a recording with Michael Michael and Lisa both, I think, singing. And uh, Megan will share the music. It is not... uh, as, and If anyone was paying attention to the mu- to the worship order we shared, it is a change from the worship order that was in the Zoom formation.
1: Come, Holy Spirit. Descend on us, we gather here in Jesus' name. Come, Holy Spirit, come, word of mercy. Descend, descend on us, descend on, on us, we gather here in Jesus' name. Come, Holy Spirit, come, fire of judgment. Descend on us, descend on us, we gather here in Jesus' name. Come, Holy Spirit, come, great creator, descend on us, descend on us, we gather. name. Come Holy Spirit come, come to disturb us descend, descend on us descend on us we gather here in Jesus name. Come Holy Spirit come to inspire us descend on us descend on us we gather here us name.
2: reading from the book of joel yet even now says the lord return to me with all your heart with fasting with weeping and with mourning rend your hearts and not your clothing return to the lord your god who is gracious and merciful as a mother slow to anger abounding in steadfast love and relents from punishing then afterwards i will pour out my spirit on all flesh all your children shall prophesy your elders shall dream dreams and your young people shall see visions even on the ones in servitude all people in those days i will pour out my spirit for the word of god in scripture for the word of god among us for the word of god within us Thanks be to God.
3: Thanks be to God. Thank you to Beth for reading these uh, actually quite familiar words um, from the book of Joel, the prophet Joel, um, though a slightly different translation perhaps in some parts than some of you are most familiar with. But as Amy already mentioned at the beginning of the service, part of this, actually both parts of this, we hear pretty typically at a very different time of the year. As Amy mentioned, the second bit, that second half, I will pour my spirit out on all flesh. We often hear that at Pentecost, when we tell the story of the spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit coming over all, and we often hear this bit of Joel. The first part of the reading that we heard from Beth this morning, however, we hear at a very different time of the year. We often hear that one on Ash Wednesday, the start of the Lenten season. That's the return, return with fasting and weeping, rend your hearts and not your clothing. So we have these two very familiar bits from the start of Lent, from Pentecost, and now here they are together in Advent. Advent totally different context, with an invitation then to perhaps notice some different things. Joel is markedly a historical, and in this, it's unique in the scripture. So much of our Bible is very historical, very set in a particular context, even the birth narrative of Jesus to which we are building is set in the political context. Luke 2 tells us who was governor and the census that was happening. So most of our texts are set in a particular context. Joel is not. Joel's not. Biblical scholars do have best guesses about when, sort of generally speaking, it was written. Um, But it's not set specifically in a particular time and that lends itself to a sort of universality it lends itself to a sort of flexibility um an ability to consider it at the start of lent to consider it at pentecost to consider it now in advent there is a plague of locusts like an invading army at the start of joel um, but we don't know specifically what that's referring to and Because of this ahistoricity, we have the invitation that it doesn't perhaps matter all that much. There are indeed, in every time and every place, plagues of locusts like an invading army, and they take many, many forms. It could be anything, perhaps even a novel coronavirus. As we looked at all of our Advent texts for the season, many of you already know this, we noticed fertile dark places. We noticed the fertility of darkness. And there are two dark places here in just these few brief verses from Joel. One of them in that first part that we typically hear at Lent, when we typically focus on the rending your heart and returning to God with fasting There is, you maybe heard Beth read it, you are slow to, you are gracious and merciful as a mother. And the reason that the inclusive version of the Bible includes mother at that point is because in the Hebrew, there is some allusion to womb imagery. There is a womb in this first part that we typically read at Lent. And we aren't going to focus in on the womb this morning because we have wombs again on the fourth Sunday of Advent when we'll hear the story of the visitation with Elizabeth and Mary. But that is one fertile dark place in this Joel text. The second is in the second part, the part that we typically hear at Pentecost. And that dark place, as Amy has already alluded to, is not explicitly named but there are dreams and there are visions and there are prophecies. And we imagined these as nighttime dreamings and visions. And so there is this fertile darkness of night in which children prophesy, in which elders dream dreams, in which young ones see visions. Might prophetic dreams and visions be nurtured by the dark? and nurtured in the dark? Darkness doesn't lead to not seeing after all, darkness leads to seeing differently. One of my most sacred places, perhaps my most sacred place as a young person, was Camp Amigo in Sturgis, Michigan. And when I was in college, I at long last was able to make my lifelong childhood dream come true and be a counselor. I got to be on staff at Camp Amigo. I got to be one of the cool ones. I had always looked up to the counselors; They were so cool. And finally I got to be counselor and staff person. And a favorite thing um, for counselors and campers alike, um, not for all, but for many of us, was night hikes. So that was one of the activities that you could sign up for. I remember doing that as a camper and then having the chance to be able to lead night hikes as a counselor. And what I remember about um introducing campers to the night hikes we would talk about two really important things at the start of the night hike first we talked about night vision and we always said night vision takes 20 minutes to fully develop i have not gone to fact check this so maybe that's not right that's what we said The truth is it takes a while, it takes a little while for night vision to fully develop you have to be patient with it but slowly over time you actually start to see with your eyes more and more. The longer that you stay in the dark, so we would talk about the patience and time needed to develop night vision. The second thing that we talked about is we were leading campers, Um, some of them might have been scared of the dark coming in um, on these night hikes was about our other senses. And the way that when one sense is deprived a bit, or you can't rely on it in the same way that you are accustomed to, you can consciously tune into your other senses and notice things that you might not otherwise notice. So for example, on a night hike, you might notice the sound of the ground underfoot to give you a clue if you're still on the trail or if you've stepped off the trail because there's a different sound. So we would talk about these two things. So the darkness does not lead to not seeing. Darkness leads to seeing differently. I'm experiencing that this month as well. Um, John and I are going on a light seeking walk every day of December. This is just a thing I and we decided we wanted to do. And I partly came out of going for a long walk in the neighborhood and not- in the daylight and noticing lights strung up in bushes and along fence posts and on houses, but they weren't on. And even if they had been on, they wouldn't have been all that awesome because it was in the bright, sunny daylight. So we wait for darkness to descend And then we go on a walk to see the lights because darkness doesn't lead to not seeing, darkness leads to seeing differently. Darkness nurtures that most important, that most essential theological and prophetic tool, which is imagination. The older I get, the more I think this is key to our, Uh, life of faith, imagination. Darkness allows our elders to imagine dreams to dream. Darkness allows our young ones to imagine visions to vision. So imagine, imagine for a moment. Imagine with our Anabaptist forebears, a world without militaries. Imagine a world without war. Imagine. Imagine with contemporary elder and younger prophets, many of whom in our local community and in communities across our country are black. Imagine a world without police, without prisons, without state sanctioned violence on our streets. Imagine. Imagine. Imagine with Mary, the mother of Jesus, a world where the mighty tyrants are thrown from their thrones, where the hungry are filled and the lowly are lifted up. Imagine, imagine. But, 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 you say, these are impossible dreams. These are unrealistic visions. They cannot be. (laughs) Our elders, dream dreams and our young ones vision visions for which we need the nurturing embrace of darkness so that we may see differently to allow our night vision to slowly dial in to tune into our many senses so that we may imagine we may believe we may even begin to live into our elders dreams and our young ones visions These dreams and these visions are born of God's raven spirit of the deep, winging wildly o'er all creation, pouring indiscriminately out on all flesh. A number of years ago, on a sabbatical, I was able to do some nighttime dreaming and visioning and writing. And born of the imagination that can flourish in darkness's nourishing embrace. I would like to share a piece that I wrote at that time in which I reflected on and played with the juxtaposition of light and dark. Come with me on this little journey. I am myself so easily gripped by this tempting and pervasive moralizing of light and dark. Because I remember back to the action at the federal court in Chicago on some shameful anniversary of the opening of Guantanamo Bay. I remember the row of mock prisoners in their blinding orange jumpsuits and anonymous deathly black hoods so effective in their purpose that it took a very long time for me to grow in confidence identifying Sarah who without her hood, I could have positively identified in an instant from a mile away. I remember them on their knees. Orange suits, black hoods. Inside a full plate glass wall, facing out toward the careening rush hour foot traffic, making a break for it. I remember some singing and I remember some screaming. I remember crossing paths with a few other church friends But mostly I remember the power of that silent image, the orange and black row on their knees, so weak and so infinitely strong. I remember tears, my tears, tears of sorrow at the state of our broken world and busted humanity and tears of pride at the courage of Sarah and her companions to create this powerful action and to be jailed for the sake of inviting us to remember. To see, I remember most how those hooded, hump-shouldered prophet artists looked like small blazing lights in the dark halls of sanitized and international terror wrought in our name. The lights shine in the darkness, and the darkness will never overcome it. Yes, this is not only beautiful, it is right. I viscerally know it to be true. But, and here we're about to head into the imagination folks, but I don't want it to feel as true as it does. I don't want dark to always be bad, corrupt, evil. I want dark to be freed of those constant shackles. And yet it's tough to find metaphor, poetry that so fully grasps and grips the truth. Let me try the exact opposite and see if I can get it to work. Those hooded, anonymous souls descended like deep, rich, glorious, dark on a downtown absolutely starstruck by the gleam of money, the glitter of imperial power, and the shimmer of blinged out self-importance where before there was only the haze of too much bright white light, there was now a not insignificant corner of the world darkened just enough by some brave prophet artists to obscure the clamoring glitterati peripherals, thereby revealing a singular powerful message. In the shadows of their courageous action, the message was suddenly clear for any who dared peel their eyes from the false promise of the obscuring light. Wrong. This is wrong. In the revealing deep of the dark stage before us, the truth was suddenly freed of its glittery competitors. Wrong. This is wrong. It may take your eyes a bit of time to adjust, but if you turn from the day star of imperial dominance and cast your gaze upon those brave enough to stand up to that light, thereby casting a long shadow behind, you will begin to see in the revealing paucity of that cast darkness, a truth more penetrating than you can imagine. Wrong. This is wrong. Thank you. Thank you, brave and dark prophets of truth and creators of a new world. We are saved by the shadows you cast in the dazzling light of this world. Prophets cast shadows of revealing dark in the light and the light will not overcome it. This too is true and beautiful and right. Thanks be to the God of shadows. Joyful is the dark spirit of the deep, winging wildly o'er the world's creation. Silken sheen of midnight, plumage black and bright, Swooping with the beauty of a raven.
4: Thank you, Megan. Let's continue in a spirit of prayer holding up that which is on our hearts and minds in the sacredness of community, and in the sacred presence of our God. As is our practice, you are invited to offer uh, prayers to the community uh, through the chat box, and I will include them. Let's pray. Creator of the dark night, Who makes dreams rise within us, who inspires us to creativity and compassion and visions of justice and wholeness for all of your creation. You pour out your spirit generously on people of all shapes and shades of all ages and abilities of every gender and orientation. Pour out your spirit now on us and all the earth, so that when we pray, we may know your presence with us and hear and embody your invitation to see things differently. Pour out your spirit on us and all the earth, so that we may know the peace of resting in your shadow and the comfort of dwelling under your wings. Hear, oh Lord, the prayers for ourselves and our communities. Prayers for the nations and all of creation that we bring today. As COVID spikes around the nation, we place in your care those who are suffering, those who are caregivers, and all of us who are weary of isolation and distance. Businesses in our community who have had to close or who. who or who are on the brink. We hold in your presence people who are navigating difficult and stressful relationships within their immediate or extended families and on whom COVID is an additional layer of stress. We hold in prayer Christy Darlene, in the coming weeks as she seeks relief from her back pain through surgery in hope that this surgery will offer the relief she seeks and will restore her ability to live fully and without anxiety. We give thanks this week for our day center Godzilla Acre and for the additional outpouring of funding that it received from the city this week. We give thanks that in this time of crisis that the drop-in has been able to continue offering sanctuary and an open door to people living outside. We also pray for those working and sleeping in our building at Seattle Midnight Church through Winter Shelter. May it continue to be a place of health and safety and respite on these cold nights. We pray today with Christian Peacemaker teams who are holding Katam Safin who has been held under administration detention by Israeli occupation forces for over a month. We pray for her release and for all Palestinian land defenders who are being criminalized for claiming the right to their ancestral lands. Turning to the chat. Praying with Ruth Ediger this morning for friends still reeling from recent divorce and the loneliness and conflict of how did this happen to me? Let's just be in a moment of silence to hold that which we cannot find words for. dark and loving God, we open ourselves to the outpouring of your spirit this day, and as we draw close to the warmth of your care, may we too pour out love in your creation in the days ahead. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: We continue prayerfully and gratefully, grateful for all the gifts that each of you offer to our congregation, monetary and otherwise. <clears throat> and of course, we're grateful for the means to collect those digitally. I invite you to join me again in prayer. Holy one, this Advent season we wait in hope and we give in hope, hope for your coming reign. Hope because of your presence with us even now. Receive these generous offerings and use them for the work of healing and hope in the world. And all of God's people together say, amen. Our closing song is going to be from Michael again, and he has a few words to say about that before we begin.
1: The song is a ethereal rend- rendering of Wayfaring Stranger that I uh, hope some of you will take the time to listen to with headphones, maybe off SoundCloud or something. I'll put a link in, but talks the lyrics talk about, I know dark clouds will gather around me. I know the way is hard and steep, but we long for something better. We long for... Uh, A time when there's no sickness, no toil, no danger. And uh, I tried to incorporate that into the piece of music, because there's also a spiritual dimension to it that seems to transcend, you know, what somehow uh, our physical experience here um, in life.
0: receive these words of benediction let us go from here with visions and dreams awakened with our senses attuned to the world in a new way seeing differently let us go from here beginning also to live into those dreams and visions which arose from the dark of god's love Amen and go in peace.